Welcome everybody to Beyond the Box Set, a podcast where we pitch prequels, sequels and spin-offs to movies that don't have any. Uh, John's clearly giving me faces to try and put me off saying this intro. That's just my face. <laughs> Leave my face alone. Give me the eyebrows. Uh, and so this week we are doing Sideways, mm-hmm. uh, which is your choice. It was, yeah. And you know, last week we did Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which yeah. is your choice. And I said that with a few more watches, that film could potentially be one of my top 10 films of all time. Mm-hmm. And I rewatched Sideways for this again. And I have seen Sideways many times. It's probably the fifth or sixth I've watched it. And I was like, this too could be a top 10 film for me. Quite a lot of times to watch a film. Yeah, but that hence it being in my top ten of all time. I mean, it, I watched it when it came out in the cinema. Yeah, and it's not like I watched you know compared to Muriel's Wedding, which I've seen you know probably about twenty or thirty times, or mm-hmm. Titanic, which again as we've discussed, you know. Mm, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, maybe three or four. Maybe this was the fourth time I've watched it. Yeah. But the point is, I've watched it several times, and every time I enjoy it just as much, and I get more out of it. And yeah, I I really really like this film, and I'm, I'm always pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoy it and how intelligent and powerful and moving and. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it too. This is about my third time watching it, which mm. I know was a surprise to you. Yeah, yeah, I really um, think you didn't think you'd have seen this one. I had forgotten a lot of it, but oh my god, it's so hilarious <laughs> at, at points. The humour in it comes at such serious emotional points, but then there's still humour. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think one of my funniest points was uh, that bit where he's running down a hill just drinking wine out of the <laughs> yes. bottle. I don't know what it is that's so funny about that. Maybe it's just because the hill is so steep and they're struggling to run down it or something. <laughs> Like, it's a very emotional point, and you feel the sadness that, mm-hmm. that he's got at that point, and the depression, but, I know, it's just so hilarious. It is, well, that's what I like that's, about this film. It's such a testament to the filmmaking of this. It's so great that it can make, it can bring humour to the saddest of times. Absolutely, no, this, that's what I like about this film. It brings, the, the comedy in this film comes out of a very sincere, emotional place. Mm. Much like, it's a very different film, but much like Swiss Army Man, it's like, the jokes come from something, they all come from a deeper script there's something very human a human story that is trying to tell and yeah. that is why I really like it I also think one of the reasons I like this film is that it feels like everybody involved in this film is doing their best work god they are aren't they Every, like everybody is the best I've seen you know Paul Giamatti and Thomas Hayden Church are just both so good I don't think I've seen I, they've both done other good things but they're both just firing on all cylinders mm-hmm. I think th- this is my favourite Alexander Payne film have you seen mm-hmm. any other Alexander Payne films mm, don't know uh, who, Election who was that He's the director, sorry. Okay. Election, The Descendants, um, I forget what else. No. Nope. So yeah, but anyway, I've seen other films and this is my favourite one that he's done. And his other films are good, but this is just, all of his films are kind of much of a muchness. Yeah. And they, they could all, most of them could fall into the category of white people problems. But uh, this one is definitely, you know, because this is two you know, middle-aged, fairly well-off white guys moaning about their relationships. If you look at it on a very, but I think it sells it in a way that is. They're not. such awful people. I was interested to hear how you felt about the people. Yeah, they are and they aren't for me. They've, he steals money from his mum. True, yeah. From no, his the, elderly mum. Like, he's clearly, that's her savings. That's what she's yeah. living off or something. I don't know. No, true. But, no, they are. They're not particularly sympathetic people. And it's they, they treat each other very poorly throughout the film at certain times. They but, do, yeah. But also there are other times when I feel like their friendship is very, very real. And it's very and there's something quite sweet that feels like they complement each other in a way that is quite really interesting. Even if it's slightly codependent. How so? I feel like because they're so different, because obviously Miles is kind of very kind of self-pitying and quite depressing mm. and very pretentious. Yeah. And Jack is very happy-go-lucky. And he, I feel like sometimes there's a cer- there are certain scenes when you get a sense that Jack is so tolerant of Miles and he's so kind of affable. There are other times when he's very selfish, when, he's, when he actually says, you know, I'm going to get laid this weekend and you're not going to fuck this up for me. And it's like, oh, you're kind of a dick. But <laughs> at the same time, so you mentioned the scene where they where Paul Giamatti Miles is running down the hill. Yeah, swimming. yeah. I don't know it's the acting or the writing or something about that scene made me think this isn't the first time this has happened for them. 
You know, you feel like Jack has had to talk Miles off this cliff oh, many times before. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it's the same the other way around later in the film when whenever when Jack gets into like a crazy scrape where he cr- fake crashes the car, or when he, which is amazing. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> or when he has to get when Miles has to get the wallet back from the kinky waitress and her husband. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The way that they their chemistry works and the way that they deliver those lines and yeah. they're just the way they bounce off each other, you feel like, yeah, Miles has probably had to get Jack out of these kind of ridiculous scrapes many times over the course of their like 30 year friendship because mm. it says they've been friends since college. So they're mm-hmm. like 20, it's like a real like 20 year, 20 to 30 year friendship. It's really mm. you know, established. It's a life friendship. And you feel like, yeah, they probably had to do this for each other so many times that, you know, Miles probably had to get Jack out of these ridiculous scrapes and Jack's probably had to like talk Miles off the ledge when he's being super depressed yeah. many times in the past. Well, yeah, from the start, I was wondering like, how are these two still friends? Like yeah. they, they, they're both awful to each other. Mm-hmm. Like I think initially from the start when they get in the car and Miles said, oh, I've brought this wine just like mm-hmm. a, you know, just it's special, you know. Some, some of it's for that, some of it's not. Yeah. And the guy opens one of the ones that's what that's not. Like, yeah. no, that's, don't open that. It's a special one. Yeah. He opens it anyway. I was like, what a dickhead. Yeah, but again, I felt like he. But then, yeah, they re, they re, they they work on that friendship and it it works together. Yeah, well, that's, they, work, and I, they yeah. work together. And I feel that's something because I feel that that's an example of why they work that scene because Miles takes the wine so very seriously, and there's a lot of scenes where Miles is really very pretentious about wine, and, and Jack would just be like, it's just wine. Yeah. Like, there's, that's, there's that scene where Jack's like, Miles is like, don't open it, it's special. And he's like, oh, whoops, guess I opened it. What's yeah. the worst thing that can happen? And there's also <laughs> the scene later when um, Sandra O's character, Stephanie, when they first meet her. Yeah, and about to Jack, yeah, and Jack's being, again, he's, he's Miles, sorry, is being very, you know, he's critical of the wine. And yeah. that's like, tastes fine to me. And yeah, that, those are the scenes. Well, when having the scene when, uh, when, when Miles is teaching him how to taste wine, how to yeah. smell wine, how mm-hmm. to properly appreciate wine. And he's, he's just waiting to have a drink. Yeah, exactly. And he just, downs it and then Miles says wait are you chewing gum <laughs> I love that yeah. so good that stuck yeah. with me for, for ages yeah. but <laughs> that's okay. what I mean like and that those are the scenes that I meant that really strike they very much rang true as like a friendship that's gone on for a long time and yes yeah. they're different people and they piss each other off but they also they tolerate those things from each other because they have this very deep kind of inexplicable connection yeah, and yeah. I, I, I found that genuinely quite sweet mm. even though there were, were scenes when you kind of felt like maybe the friendship ha- is maybe if not winding down, they, they, maybe as you say, they, they're friends because they first were college roommates together. And maybe they, if they met today, they wouldn't be friends. Mm. And maybe they, they do take each other for granted a little bit. But at the same time, yeah, I don't know. I just found it, I just found it quite sweet the way that they were with each other a lot of the time. I, I think it's it tells a very real story about friendships because I think if you do have friendships that last for like ten years, twenty years, for, or for your entire life, you know, mm-hmm. which we all hope for, most friendships are based on that slightly kind of you know you do piss each other off sometimes and you do yeah. have differences, but ultimately. There's something, even if it never goes, even if it's unspoken, there's something that kind of holds you together. And I think that this film does a very good job of kind of portraying that in all its kind of ugliness and beauty at the same time. Yeah, it I does. Really like, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is such a good film. I did really enjoy it. Thank you for choosing it. Well, for you're podcast. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the older I get, the more, the less I sympathize with Miles' character. Because mm-hmm. I think the first time I watched the film, when I was about 20, I think it counted about 20, 21. And I was a little bit, I think when you're that young, you can be a little bit. Height, height of pretension mm-hmm. and I was like this character is me <laughs> I was like oh he's so tor- he's so tortured and and as you get older you're like oh just grow up like cheer up life is not that hard you know what I mean like yeah so that can I have more it's weird I have more sympathy for what is on paper the shallower character character which is Jack and the mm-hmm. time I was like why is he being so mean to his you know friend who's clearly you know in the depths of depression he should be more sympathetic whereas mm-hmm. watching it now a little bit older I'm kind of like yeah he needs to get over himself and actually Jack's attitude although he's kind of a man child I, I kind of much more had much of appreciation for his kind of embracing of life and just kind of so I think it's and I think that's 
always a sign of a good film is if you watch it at different stages of your life, you feel differently about it. I think yeah, that's I've quite, that before. Yeah. yeah, you might come back to this in seven years and feel differently. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I think the last twenty minutes of the film is just wall to wall hilarity. Like, it is. Yeah. Um, even though I kind of felt maybe not the very end. The very end is kind of sad again. Oh, bit yeah, bittersweet, I would say. Definitely, yeah. But I felt like the last maybe half hour or so kind of dragged a little bit of just like, is this film, is it, is it wrapping up now? Mm-hmm. Like it, it didn't like slow down or anything. It just sort of carried on at the same level. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was still bringing a comedy at the same intensity as it was before. Mm-hmm. Like that's when we had the whole bit, the skit with the crashing the car into the tree. Yeah. Which was hilarious. But I feel like the, the film could have been a half hour shorter. It maybe could have been, but I, f- I, mean, I feel like you would have maybe chopped some stuff out of the middle. Because I feel like there's really good stuff at oh, the start, yeah. and then there's the initial bits with Stephanie and Maya, and then, yeah, there's a little, little slump in the midst there. But once you get to the... Once Maya and Stephanie's story kind of wraps up a little bit, and then you mm. get them on the way home, and then you get the you get the waitress scene, which is hysterical, and then you get the car crash scene, which is yeah. hysterical. Yeah. So you've got two really funny, huge, like really broadly comic set pieces and then it finishes with a little bit of a gut punch when he's at the wedding, he finds out his ex-wife is pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then there's the nice little resolve at the end where you find out that Maya has kind of, you know, has read his book and maybe a bit of a kindred spirit to him and he mm-hmm. actually makes the choice to go and visit her and stuff. So, and, and it ends in a very, yeah, in a kind of bittersweet but positive way. But yeah, I feel like there's there's a solid maybe 10 minutes of just pure comedy, yeah. which I really, because yeah, I really, really enjoyed. Now, this is a weird one because I always talk to people at work about this, uh, about this being our next episode and I said... That this film is hilarious because people at work hadn't seen it, mm-hmm. and I really recommended they watch it. But then I felt the need to sort of justify that actually it is also a good film. Yeah, and am I right in thinking it was nominated for best picture? It was nominated for five Oscars. I think I'm pretty sure best picture was won. Yeah, it won for best writing. It was the only one it won. And then Paul Giamatti was not nominated, but um, Thomas Hayden Church and Virginia Madsen, who played oh, Maya, were. Really? Yeah. Do you know Paul Giamatti has only been nominated for one Oscar his entire career? Well, what was that for? Uh, Cinderella Man. Who, which, who even remembers that film? I haven't heard of it. It's some boxing film with Russell Crowe, I think. But it was the... That's, that's not what I would guess. No, you? no. He doesn't play a boxer. I think Paul Giamatti played like a boxing manager. I don't think he like got really buff for that okay. film. Like, <laughs> I can't really... But I would love to see that, but yeah. I can't imagine it. But no, and I feel like that was maybe a makeup nomination for him not being nominated for this because everyone right. thought he would. But then I'm surprised he's done so many great things before and since that mm. he's not been nominated for other things. He feels like he should have like five or six nominations, but... Sure, yeah. Yeah, that's surprising to me. Off the top of my head, I don't know if it was nice for Best Picture, it probably was. It was very well reviewed. It's often cited among like the top one hundred films of all time, or top one hundred of the twentieth century, etc. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very well regarded, which is mm. which is nice. So Yeah. Yeah. Deserves it. Yeah, absolutely. I will say certain one element of this film that time hasn't been kind to is uh, have you watched the, the sitcom Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Yes. Yeah. And you know that viral uh, video that went around with Titus, the Pinot Noir, the Pinot Noir song, I know it's a black penis. I'm making a music video. It's called Pinot Noir, an ode to black penis. Classy. Action. Pinot That's like, I've, I've watched that video so many times that watch it, and every time Miles was talking about Pinot Noir, which happened a lot, I just assumed he meant black penis. Why are you so into Pinot? <laughs> I mean, it's like a thing with you. <laughs> Pinot needs constant care and attention. And, and only the most patient and nurturing of growers can do it, really. Only somebody who really takes the time to understand Pinot's potential can then coax it into its fullest expression. And then, I mean, 
Oh, it's flavors. They're just the most haunting and brilliant and thrilling and subtle and ancient on the planet. Well, yeah, well, I, I didn't uh, edit, edit the same thoughts. Well, you need to go back and watch Kimmy Schmidt and then watch this again and then you'll... Yeah. yeah. Um, well, clearly I'm not thinking about Black Dick as much as you are. <laughs> I guess that's your thing. <laughs> But that's a really nice scene between him and Virginia Madsen. Mm. Um, and, and then when she it does was her, actually, yeah. yeah. And when she does her little speech, again, it's, it's a lovely speech, where she's talking about the life of wine and why she likes wine. Mm. But then, I really liked it, but then watching it back, I was like, if I took a drink every time she says the word wine in this speech... <laughs> <laughs> it's a film about wine, I know, John, come in, on. The, in the space of like a two-minute speech, she's like, the thing I like about wine is that wine grows, and sometimes I think about the people who made the wine, and 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 the wine. Would you, she say, says would wine you say that she was a bit whiny? She was whining about wine. Yeah. She was whining about wine. Yeah. Great. I like to think about the life of wine. Yeah. How it's a living thing. I like to think about all the people who tended and picked the grapes. And if it's an old wine, how many of them must be dead by now? I like how wine continues to evolve. Like if I opened a bottle of wine today, it would taste different than if I'd opened it on any other day. Because a bottle of wine is actually alive. She is beautiful in this film. She looks... She's yeah, a stunningly she beautiful. She's yeah. a very attractive woman. Should um, I know her from anywhere else? She was probably not. She was kind of a star in the 80s, like a teen star. And then mm-hmm. she kind of... The thing she's best known for is a really schlocky 80s movie called Candyman. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think she did other things that were better regarded, but that's the one I remember her for as a kid. Mm. Uh, but then I think she kind of faded out for a little while, and then this was her big comeback role. Mm-hmm. And she's since kind of worked steadily, but she's more of a character actress than like a... Right, okay. Film star, for whatever reason. But she's very, very good. And I think she does... The character of Maya has this kind of serenity that I really like. She's like mm. very accepting and... Yeah, she is, isn't she? Yeah, and she, 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 she's exactly what Miles needs. I mean, she really was pitched as, like, the perfect woman. Yeah, I mean, to an extent, you're like, well, why, why would this beautiful, intelligent woman be attracted to this quite kind of pretentious, self-pitying kind of dick? Mm. But at the same time, you know, it, it, the film is, a, is more about them than it is about the two women. So in that yes. sense, she is... Yeah, she's, the, the whole thing is that he's... She represents everything that he needs, and mm-hmm. a way for him to be happy, he just needs to allow himself to feel that. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I really like the scene in the restaurant actually, where they go on the double dates. Yeah, that was so so good. I actually I watched that and really appreciated how much Paul Giamatti looked drunker in each each camera yeah. shot. I don't know how how it was they did that. Mm-hmm. I think it's just him. I think he's just that good of an actor. Also, he may I- just have been pissed. He might just have actually. Well, got do, you, do you think they just actually drank loads while filming? I, I, I listened to the audio commentary of the film, and they, they said, I mean, they didn't, they didn't say that they were literally drunk while filming, but they said, you know, they were in wine country in America in the middle of summer. They drank a lot on set, aren't mm. you? definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's very impressive. If that's yeah. what they did. Well, I'm sure he couldn't have been drunk while filming, like it hammered, because he would have been unprofessional, and you have to do more. Well, maybe takes, some but... of those bits, because it was just like the camera would see him taking a swig of wine and he looks more drunk than he yeah. did before. So yeah, maybe, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. But again, that was another scene where I appreciated the dynamic they had between the two, him and Jack. In the... Yeah, because he was really looking after him, wasn't he? He was, and he knew exactly what was going to happen. And yeah. then he was like, did you drink and die? Or he knew he knew what he'd done. And yeah, yeah. It's a little thing, it's subtle little moments like that between the two of them that really made... it. They were very believable as friends. Yeah. Even if they weren't necessarily always very nice to each other. I just thought they were. it was a very believable dynamic of two old friends. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing, I, another thing I did notice about this film: so much drunk driving. Oh my so god! So much. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> yeah. What's with that? Can't, no, and nobody questions it. Nobody at any thinks point. it's a problem. <laughs> no, yeah. 
what is this? <laughs> they like, sit there and drink, like, like he, can't, he can't even walk sometimes, yeah. and he'll get in a car, and, sorry, they'll both get in a car mm-hmm. and just drive off separately. And even the women are never like, you know what, maybe don't, maybe sleep it off. Like, everyone's just like, yeah, sure, drive drive home after three bottles of wine. It's I, like, what? I know, yeah, that gave me mega anxiety. Yeah, it's not just like he's had a drink, he's mm-hmm. drunk. Yeah, he's at genuinely drunk, yeah. Another scene oh. I really, really liked, so jumping around a bit now, yeah. is when they're playing golf. Oh my god. <laughs> Such a good scene. Such a good scene. I feel like that's what I'd be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What would you be would you be jacking that uh, situation? Would you be chasing them? Like this is gonna be fun, or would you be Uh I think I'd be Paul Giamatti and that would be Miles in that one. You'd be Miles, okay. Yeah. Um yeah, I wouldn't be the people sort of saying, Hey, hurry up. Yeah. I'd be I'd be the guy punting the ball at them. Yeah, no, but you wouldn't be when when my, when Jack actually literally like chases them and screams at them. That's no, I hope that be you. Can you see that from me? Yeah. No, no let's, let's be other, real. I think it's the other way around. No, let's be real. Yeah. Yeah, I think I want to be Miles, but no. Okay, I, 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 that was something I wanted to say. If you and I, and hopefully we will, yeah, twenty <laughs> years, twenty years from now, <laughs> if we're still hanging out and we, we end up going, just promise we will never play golf. Oh <laughs> uh, no, John, tell you what, I would love that. <laughs> twenty years from now, whether we're friends or not, yeah. let's just lift the events sideways oh no I'm up for that I just don't want to play golf no, That's including, like, including the golf, including the golf I think yeah. that would be hilarious okay well, well fair enough I'll look you up in 20 years hopefully we'll, we'll still be in touch but yeah mm-hmm. um, I'll be about 30 I'll be dead just... <laughs> <laughs> I think I could probably happily watch this film again right now yeah exactly it's that good it's mm. that good you totally could yeah yeah mm-hmm. cool yeah, so um, another hit then, another success. Yeah, we really are doing well with our, with our choices. We need to get back down to some trash. We've, we've been far too highbrow these last few weeks. Well, I'll try, but my choice this week is, uh, you know, it's, it's all right. It's all right? Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, well don't, don't spoil it for me. That, that's, yeah. that, that falls into spoiler territory. Oh, so. Sure, for you. For me, yeah. Well, hopefully not for you, unless you just kind of, you know, like automatic writing style. It's like whatever <laughs> comes into your head. Nah, nah, I've got it. Cool. Cool, so it's me first. Mm-hmm. Um... Well, I'm not going to tell the title just yet. Okay. Um, so we're just going to go straight in. So Fair It's a bit of a format shift, but I'll allow it. Yeah. Well, I apologise. Okay. So it's set uh, in present day 2017. Good. Um, as it uh, as it should be. Yeah. That's, what, like 13 years afterwards? Yeah, 2005, so 12, 13 years. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought 2004, but yeah. So is this a direct sequel? The direct sequel, okay. yeah. Cool. Same cast, they're back. Okay. Irreplaceable. Of course, yeah. You they? couldn't possibly, yeah. yeah. So... Jack is divorced. Okay, unsurprisingly again. Yes, so obvious. And yeah. how he, maybe he's even been divorced like three or four times okay. in the past 12 years. Who knows? But uh, in this film, it's actually Miles who's getting married. Okay, to Maya? Um, or to to Maya. Oh, that's nice. They yeah. kept it together. They've yeah. taken their time for some reason, 12 years. I've not thought this through. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I must, you know, sometimes people take the time. That's fine. Yeah. You don't have to get married. You know, to be straight. fair, I can see Miles the sort of person who would take his time on this sort of thing. Yeah. So they're like in their 50s now. Uh, yeah, they, they probably would be. Yeah, well, they are. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I just don't really think of Paul Giamatti as has aged. No, he looks like the it, same. It, yeah, he looks exactly the same. But now then he's one of those that. actors who probably looked forty-five when he was twenty-eight. So yeah, yeah he's just he's just kind of reached a certain point, which is what I hope for. I what, feel like to I always look old. What are you doing? Well. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> but yes. Uh, no, because I've always I think I've 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 looked older than I am for a while. I think I've now reached a point where I look my age and I'm hoping to stay here forever. Okay. So hoping in a few years you're going to overtake me, basically. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I reckon I'm going to go really elegantly grey. Really? Okay. Yeah. You know, like George Clooney type. Before you go bald? I go bald. <laughs> no, okay. Look at my hairline. 
It's a lot better now than it was last week. That's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, but it is. Though. Harry's just had a uh, it's quite a significant haircut. He's he's lost about half a stone on his, <laughs> on his hair, basically. <laughs> hey. Well, anyway, back to my idea. Sorry, yeah, continue. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Jack's divorced and uh, Miles is getting married to Maya this weekend. So the film starts much the same way, where Jack actually turns up at Miles's house. I'm, I'm going to forget their names. Jack's driving a very fancy sports car. He has now become a much more successful actor. Okay. Not just he used to be in TV, now he's doing adverts. Now he's like an A-list Hollywood actor. Was he in a Spider-Man movie by any chance? Was he playing <gasps> oh a Oh my God, that's villain? who he is! I told you that last week! He played yeah, Sandman. Yeah, well, Spider-Man I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, so he's been, uh, he's been doing all kinds of superhero things. Cool. Uh, yes, and he's now a famous actor. He's quite rich. He's got this famous car... Famous car, sorry. He's got uh, a famous car. <laughs> is it Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? <laughs> yeah, he's driving Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yay! Uh, That's the crossover I did not expect, but actually kind of works. I wish I'd had that idea now. How good would that be? Oh, oh man. What a sequel idea had been. Sideways, but in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> wow. Oh, well, listeners, take that. It's yours. Yes. <laughs> Flesh it out for us. Bring it back. Yeah. So, it picks up Miles, and they drive off. Mm-hmm. While they're driving, they're going to the airport. While they're driving, there's a bit of conversation back and forth, sort of a reintroduction to the characters. Yeah. That's where we get the explainer of Miles getting married to Maya this Saturday. Uh, it's currently Tuesday, and they're driving off to the airport. They're going to go to Italy, okay. uh, and they're going to go and do another wine tour. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Italian wines. So this is like um, Sideways 2, Lost in Europe. Uh, that's not what it's called. No, but that's the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so they, uh, they they get to the airport, they... Uh, uh, book in straight away they go straight to the off duty pick up plenty of wine for the flight mm-hmm. is that how it works I don't know Let's say do you mean is... duty free what did I say off duty <laughs> like a guard is off duty when they're not on duty. <laughs> <laughs> just give us some random person who's not working like give us wine <laughs> yeah uh, sorry I've had a drink before this podcast in I feel like it's, yeah, it's, it's I feel like it's fitting yeah. yes it's only a shame we're not drinking wine. Um, and so they get on the plane and they start drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're actually drinking for about the first six hours of their flight. Mm-hmm. It's a long flight. It's from like LA to yeah. um, Rome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, I was just trying to think of an Italian city. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah, yeah there's not many. No, not, no famous ones. Mm-hmm. When they finish their wine, Jack leans over to Miles and says, here, I've got these pills. They'll help you get to sleep. And he takes three himself. And then Miles takes three as well. And we fade to black. We then get the credits. It's called Sideways 2, The Hangover. Ooh, okay. I like it. Now we then cut to Jack, uh, waking up, and he's on a park bench. Oh, okay. And he has no idea why. Clearly very hungover. You can see it in his face, because, mm-hmm. you know, these guys, they're method actors, so yeah. they're probably acting this hangover, I guess. <laughs> and he can't see Miles anywhere. Yeah, you can't see him. He gets up, looks around, can't find him. Is this a park bench in Rome? Uh, no. No, okay. He calls Miles' name, and Miles is actually under the park bench. Aww. And he's dressed like a homeless man. Okay. He's wearing lots of worn out, big, heavy winter clothes. How long have they been out? Even though it's the middle of the summer. Okay. He's absolutely boiling. Okay. Hat, scarf, and gloves, everything. Much like you on a typical night out, then. Yeah. Okay. I'm practically sweating right now. I'm I'm sitting still. Yeah. (laughs) For our listeners, it's about 27 degrees here in Britain, and uh, we're struggling. We're, we're not used to this level of no. heat. But, but Harry very seldom gets out of a jumper, even though it is... T- I'm quite surprised you're not wearing, like, a full, like, fleece and a hat and a scarf <laughs> right now. Like, I've seen you sit in hotter scenarios than this, like, wearing far more layers. Than... It's going to be warm. It's cosy. Yeah, okay. It's cosy. Fair enough. 
And so he instantly starts taking off these clothes. He takes off his hat and he's, he's bald. What, which one's bald? Uh, Miles. Well, he's, Paul Giamatti's already kind of bald. He's got no hair. Okay, so he's full on like Lex Luthor bald. Not just no hair. He's got a tattoo over the whole side of his head. Oh, flames. oh okay. Okay, he's, much like the hangover. Yeah. So he's now got a head tattoo. Okay. Oh dear. Which, uh, I'm sure you would not like that. No. Okay. No, it's not, it's not the sort of thing you want to wake up to. No. <laughs> Especially as it turns out, with no memory of the night before. Mm-hmm. No, they, neither of them have any idea when it is, what's going on. It's the middle of the day, mm-hmm. but they don't know what time. Okay. At that point, once once Jack has turned around and seen Miles, he then sort of looks up into the sky with like a look of fear on his face. Mm-hmm. And we as the audience, we don't know what this is about instantly. Miles is going, well, what, what, what are you looking at? And... Miles turns around, and uh, our camera view tr- turns around, and it's the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> okay. Let's take it a detour. Uh, yeah, so they're not in Rome. Okay. Um, they're not where they're supposed to be. They're in Paris. Okay. Um, I forgot to mention they're going to meet some people in Rome, so okay. that's not happening anymore. Okay. Who are they going to meet? Does it matter? Mutual Pardon? Friend? Does it matter who they were going to meet? Uh, no, it doesn't matter, because okay. spoiler they don't meet them. Okay. Now, this is all the stag do before the wedding. The wedding's on Saturday, mm-hmm. and so they need to well, they need to work it out so that they can actually get back in time so they don't miss the wedding. What day of the week are we on now? They took their flight on a Tuesday. Okay. So, so they went to Europe for three days. Yeah, wouldn't you? Feels like you'd want to take longer for such a long journey. But I'll, I'll allow it. Well, just tasting wine. How much wine is there? <laughs> for them? I don't think there's enough wine in the world <laughs> for Miles and Jack. Yeah. Yes, and so... Well, they're both sort of taken aback by it because, like, okay, we're in the wrong city. The wrong country. The wrong country. Mm-hmm. Neither of us speak any French, apart from Miles, who can could... who, who, who can say things like it tastes nice. Yeah, he can speak in affectations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just knows all the French affectations. He can't say things like, where is the train station? Yeah. Yeah, so they're both, uh, they're both quite scared. Miles checks his pockets, mm-hmm. um, and in his pockets he finds, he finds keys to three separate hotels. Okay. Which instantly they find weird, because why have I got keys to three hotels? But I need them to have a phone yeah. or a passport. More to the point, what hotel uses keys anymore? They all use cards now. They're door keys. Okay, sorry, yeah, door keys. So card keys, key cards. Yeah. Okay, cool. Do they have the details of the hotels on them then? Well, the names of the hotels. So they know where to go, at least. Yeah. Okay, cool. Continue. Well, they know the names of the hotels. Okay. So eventually they work out, like, where these where these hotels are. Maybe they go to the Apple store, look at the... Check on... You had to bring the I Apple guess. store into this, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? Well, it's because, real life. No, it's how this works. Okay, continue. This is real So these, these are all French um, hmm? hotels? These are all French hotels? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, they're all hotels in Paris. Okay, cool. Like Hotel Le Grand. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so much. <laughs> Hotel Le Grand. Is that not a good generic Hotel, Hotel Le Beret. <laughs> Hotel de Edith Piaf. I don't know. <laughs> sorry, go on. Hotel de Girard Depardieu. You done? I'm done, sorry. Great. Uh, <laughs> and so they go to the first hotel and they walk in. The, the entrance hall is essentially a bar and a reception and everything all in one. They walk in and instantly... Everybody at the bar unanimously looks at them and just cheers at them. Yay! As, as they walk in. Yeah. And they're sort of taken aback, just like, what? We, we, don't, we don't know you. <laughs> and they go up to reception, and they're both clearly very hungover. Yeah. And, yeah, they ask, wait, have we, have we stayed here? We've got this, this doorkeeper. We don't remember staying here. 
Mm-hmm. And the receptionist says, yeah, yeah, this is, uh, this is uh, room 512. And so they're taken up to room 512. They open the door and instantly they get overwhelmed by the stench of just alcohol okay. everywhere. They go in the room and there's just loads of half-empty bottles of wine. Mm-hmm. There's wine that's been poured everywhere over like over the, over the mattress, over the quilt, the curtains. It's The room is a They've been on quite a bender then, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's been awful. By the way, it's a double room. They're sharing a double bed. Mm-hmm. But also, they have no memory of this. Okay. And they both look at each other and they're just like, this is... What? <laughs> okay, well... Let's, let's go and have a look for our phones and stuff. And they, they have a look. There's, they can't find their phones, their passport, anywhere. Um, they go back down to reception and just say, okay, can you tell us anything about what happened? And the receptionist says, yeah, you turned up, you were, you were very drunk... You each had a crate of wine with you, <laughs> like, like a 12 box or a six box. I don't know yeah. what a crate of wine is. And you just went up to your room and we didn't see you again for hours. You then came back in the evening, came back downstairs and you made friends with a group uh, that are actually just sitting over there. And they look over, they go over to this group and everybody at this group is bald. Um, is bald? Is bald, yes. Okay. They've, all, they, they've all got shaved heads. Do they all have the flame tattoos? Um, they don't. So they go over and again they're all met with cheers of just like way it's you guys again way. Yeah. Luckily they speak English. Just yeah. everybody speaks English in in, in France, yeah, mm-hmm. famously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I haven't thought that through either. Yeah, and they say that okay, well you guys were you guys were buying all the drinks. <laughs> like we didn't pay for a single drink that night. They're like, wait, that night? When was this? Not last night. No, this was this was three nights ago. So it's already Saturday. And they're like, wait, when is what what day is it today? We thought it was Tuesday. No, today's Friday. Friday, okay. And instantly Mars is like, I'm getting married tomorrow morning <laughs> in LA. <laughs> so they have a bit of a panic and Jack well, Jack asked to borrow one of their phones, instantly looks up the flight times that they've got. Mm-hmm. So I should have mentioned earlier that their flight was going via Paris before. Oh, okay. So it wasn't a one-way flight from LA to Rome. It was going via Paris to refuel. Oh, so they just missed the transfer or something? Essentially, yeah. They got off at Paris. Who knows? Okay. They don't know, clearly. Uh, And so he looks up and the last flight from Paris to LA that would get them home in time uh, leaves in six hours' time. Okay. So they've got a bit of time. Yeah. But they still have no phones or passports. Mm -hmm. So they can't go home just yet. No. I've been in this exact situation, but in Sweden, but continue. Oh, I can't wait to hear. Well, not exact. I wasn't bored, tattooed, and about to get married. But, uh, <laughs> I had like six hours. <laughs> I had like, I, I'd lived a whole life before I met you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so they, well, they're like, okay, well, crikey, but I guess we've got, well, we've got two more hotels to, to look at, so let's go and see if we can find our passports. Bear in mind, they still don't know any answers to why am I bald? Yeah. Why am I covered in tattoos? Got to mention Jack's missing his front teeth. I was going to say that it's, it all happens to Miles. So Miles is bald and tattooed, and Jack's missing his two front teeth. Yeah. Okay. Well, like Jack looks like a mess. His acting career is in jeopardy again. Yeah. <laughs> well, he broke his nose in the first film, so I guess this is somewhat in keeping with him being. Horrible. Yeah, he's he's at risk of only being able to play Sylvester Stallone. Okay. <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So well, they've got the they've got the name of the uh, the second hotel, which is Hotel. Come on, John. Hotel Cotillard. Hotel, Hotel Cotillard. Cotillard. Yeah. 
Yeah, and so they track down this hotel, they go there, and they find a very, very similar situation okay. where there are several people at the bar, not all of them this time, but there are several people at the bar who know them, who cheers them again, a few of them offer to buy them a drink, and they're like, no, yeah. <laughs> no, no more drinks, that's not happening. Some of these people are coding a lot of tattoos, and they're like, mm, maybe, maybe we know them, and, you know, maybe that is the case. Mm-hmm. They don't look into it. They're just rushing because they need to find their passports okay. so they can get home in time for this wedding. They go up to the room. It's the exact same situation. It's also a double room. It's covered in wine. There's a lot of wine bottles there. There's even an unopened crate of wine. Okay. That doesn't seem in character. Because they would drink all the wine. <laughs> At any opportunity, they're drinking all maybe, the wine. Maybe they passed out. Who okay. knows? Okay. Well. Yeah, and so... Well, let's be honest... Jack takes that wine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He probably starts drinking at this point, yeah. I reckon. That's the sort of person he is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the kind of person they both are, too. Do you think? Yeah. I mean, well, Miles seems like he drinks more than Jack. That's a good point. Yeah. Different <clears throat> reasons, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's sad drinks. Jack's like, happy go lucky <laughs> drinking. Yeah. And so they go to this third place, which seems a lot more rough. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Like, they've got to go downstairs to get in. Yeah. And... In fact, it's not a hotel, it's a hostel. Mm-hmm. I haven't thought of a name. Can you think of a rough French name? Oh, hotel. I think this is where it's Hotel Chepardieu could go into. Okay, sure, yeah. Or Hotel Cantona. What, what was that? Eric Cantona? Oh, he's oh, so young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I got you. Got you. Okay, good. Um, yeah, this is rough. They go downstairs. In the lobby, it's a fight club. Okay. Ooh, okay. Yes. Which then kind of answers... Uh, Some how, how, how did Jack lose his teeth? Well, okay. In the bike club. Yeah. And they go to the room, still no passport, mm-hmm. still no phone. They have no idea what's, they have no idea where it is and now they're really panicking. So they go to the reception and they say, look, we've, you must have met us last night. We were probably very drunk or maybe some other time this week. And <laughs> I was going to say, they couldn't have stayed in all three hotels on one night. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the receptionist says, yeah, yeah, yeah I think I recognise you. And they say, well, We've, we need to... We've got a flight to catch in two hours. So we don't have a passport, we don't have our phones. Do you have any idea? And the guy said, well, yeah, you were, you were talking to that guy over there. And he points to a guy. And it's Zach Galifianakis. Oh, oh so we're literally getting hangover crossovers yeah. now. Okay. So it is now. Okay. Crossover the hangover. Um, is he playing his character from the hangover? Not necessarily. He's just a being a Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, it's, it's a yeah. Zach Galifianakis yeah. type, yeah. Yeah. Not saying it's in Hangover of us. Yeah. Yeah, so they go and they talk to him and he says, oh yeah, you were, uh, you, you, you sold that to me for crack. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, Beginning to understand why they have no memory now. Mm, yeah. Well, it, it was Jack, it was Jack who did that. Jack is now completely into drugs. Like okay. he's a famous actor. He's been divorced many times. This is his way of uh, keeping happy. He can afford this life. Yeah. Yeah. So like, well, need our passports back. <laughs> and Zach's like, well, you have to buy them off me somehow. And Zach's like, yeah, yeah I, I got this. And he go, he tries to pay with a card or get cash out of a card machine or something. It's declined. Mm-hmm. His bank account is empty. Oh. Yeah, he spent all his money. Doesn't know on what. Yeah. Spent it all. It's like, okay, well. I'm guessing a lot on crack. <laughs> yeah, likely. Okay, I can't afford this. What can I do? And so Zach says, well, I know what you can do. I'll give you your passports back if you come to my daughter's birthday party dressed as a fairy. What an odd request. 
What kind of horrifying... Okay, imagine he's Robert Downey Jr. But a cracked out, missing teeth, Robert Downey Jr. A sad, hungover Robert Downey Jr. Dressed <laughs> as a fairy. That's the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> what, a, what a terrible father. <laughs> okay, well... I'll, I'll, for storytelling, I'll allow it. Continue. Yeah, that's where it goes. And so from then, it's, uh, well, it's it's essentially happily ever after. They get on the plane, they go home. We see we we see bits of the wedding. I mean, they're both looking like crap. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's pretty. I don't um, think Miles is gonna want to marry him anymore. Oh yeah, Miles is wearing a hat at this. Oh yeah, is it a beret? Yes. I think he's the kind of person oh, who would enjoy good a beret. Yeah. Yes, that is. A, it's, he's wearing a beret. Yeah, and uh, well, Miles gets married to Maya. Um, she she's a tolerant woman. That she, Maya. Well, she, she she at one point she gives Jack a look and just sort of like a nod of approval. Mm-hmm. Um, of approval. <laughs> Like, thank you, this could have gone so, a lot sorry, worse. Sorry, sorry, not approval, but knowing. Yeah. Of just like, yeah, I was there last time this happened. Yeah. I know, I know what's I know what's, what, what the deal is. Um Yeah, and that's uh, that's pretty much it. Over the credits, in hangover style, we get a few photos of what actually happened, different mm. points of that film. And as a post credit scene, um we do end up with Jack at this party dressed as Tinkerbell. Okay. Well <laughs> Questions? Oh god, I don't know. That <laughs> didn't go where I expected it to. At all. <laughs> How old's the daughter? Uh, oof. eight. What a terrible, terrible birthday that poor girl. Yeah. Got. By the way, she is not into this at no, all, this is... and he is getting no attention. Okay. He is very unhappy, okay. very publicly unhappy, yeah. and dressed as Tinkerbell. It's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> I think you should write more of your stories, half drunk. That's, that's, that's actually really good. <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, I loved it. last week. <laughs> I enjoyed that a lot. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think I have any questions, actually. That's, uh, if anything comes to me, Great. I will let you know. Yeah, there were times when I was a little bit worried that we were going to go in similar directions, but actually we, we kind of diverged quite a lot. We still there. never have. No, one day it's going to I happen. think we're both worried about it yeah. every week. Yeah. But I think we have very different approaches, but yeah. I'm looking forward to the episode where it does happen. Oh, totally, yeah. <laughs> Classic. Uh, okay, so, very good. So, my one is called Sideways 2 Road Rage. Okay. okay. Yeah. So the year again, much like yours, the year is twenty seventeen. Twelve years after mm-hmm. the original movie, uh, Miles is. Uh, he never got his book published. He's oh. still he's still teaching English. He's still a bit of a sad sack. Oh no! It didn't work out with Maya because, ironically, she ended up with a massive drinking problem. Yeah. Um, and so that drove them apart. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he's just living his kind of slightly sad sack, depressing life, still kind of single. How did that drive them apart? You'd think it would keep them together. Yeah. But, well, she got so much. Well, I guess I think he's like an sees himself as an elegant drunk, like you know, mm, where she just goes okay. off the rails. She just becomes like a sad, you know, tragic alcoholic. Okay. Know? Yeah. And he's he's the kind of douchey kind of character who would like wouldn't be able to see that he has the same problem. Yes. He'd just be like, you know what? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he's he's the architect of his own of his own failure in many mm-hmm. ways. So anyway, they've been they've split up many years ago. And he's just living pretty much in the same position he was in the first film. He's just kind of, you know, alone, mm. kind of a sad sack, kind of lonely, mm-hmm. unfulfilled. Anyway, one day he gets a call from Jack, to whom he's not spoken in a little bit of a while. Mm-hmm. And Jack explains things are pretty rough in his marriage to Christine. He's still married to her, but he's hit a rough spot. He needs to get away. So he's like, Miles, would you be interested in recreating the old road trip? Let's do it again. Mm. And Miles, of course, because Miles is a whiny little bitch, he's like, he protests and complains. But actually, deep down, he hasn't got much going on. The summer holidays about to come. You know, the school summer break is about to kick in. Mm-hmm. He's got nothing else on. He's actually quite excited to go. So he, he agrees to this trip. So it's literally a recreation of the original trip. Like, same route, round wine country again. Yeah, yeah. So they, set, they meet up, they set off. And just like before, you know, they're driving around, arguing, you know, bantering. 
And they end up at Miles' old favorite, old favorite restaurant, which is the Hitching Post, which is where they mm. ended up in the first film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so they sit down for a nice meal, you know, together, and Miles is wanging on about wine again. It's <laughs> very much the same thing again. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Stephanie and Maya walk in okay. together. Yeah. Nice coincidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Maya did used to work there. That's how the film works. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, films work on coincidences. Yeah. So anyway, so they walk in together, and as it turns out, uh, Maya has come to a conclusion where she's hit rock bottom. And she's decided she needs to turn her life around and go to rehab and you know, stop drinking and you know, mm-hmm. be a better person. But Stephanie is very much the jack to her miles. So she's been like, well, before you do all that, let's go on one last bender. Mm-hmm. So Stephanie and Maya are now on their own kind of sidewaysy trip where they're on like, mm-hmm. one last bend to say goodbye to Maya's alcoholism before she goes and becomes a boring sober person. Mm-hmm. So that's the plan. So the four of them, you know, it's been like 12 years. So a lot of the bad blood they had from last time as you know. It's a, a lot of bad blood, though. I know it is a lot of bad blood. You know, technically, Stephanie did break Jack's nose. Uh, yeah, but, they've, you know, time's passed. They're like, you know, let's... Technically, Jack said to Stephanie he loves her. Well, exactly. <laughs> I don't your side of Stephanie. I'm on, I'm on Stephanie's side You're team Stephanie, okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> Stephanie's a bigger person, so she's like, you know, it's all water under the bridge. We're all, we're all in our 50s now, whatever. Let's, sure, yeah. Let's sit down and share a meal for all time's sake and, you know, mm-hmm. reminisce. So they do. They're, they're sitting and they're talking and reminiscing, and once again, they end up back at Stephanie's house. Mm. Very, very drunk. Once again, Jack and Stephanie end up hooking up and quickly retreat to the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And so, once again, Miles and Maya, they're kind of, you know, drunk together again. And, you know, the old flame rekindles. And they also attempt to get it on again. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, years of alcohol abuse have left Miles pretty much impotent. So he <laughs> can't get it up. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. So, you know, obviously that's quite humiliating for him. Mm. And uh, he gets very defensive. And they end up having this very angry, bitter argument. And they rake over all the reasons they broke up. And, you know, oh, you're a sad alcoholic. You're a failed writer. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then, you know, it's very bitter and unpleasant. Mm-hmm. And then Maya turns around and delivers the ultimate killer line. She's like, you know what? I'd like Malo. <laughs> <laughs> and Miles is like, well, fuck you. And that's it. Like, he's out. So then he. That's more than he can take. So he like grabs a bottle of wine, storms out, jumps behind the wheel of a car. Uh, Jack he- hears him leaving. You know, runs out stark naked. Wait a minute. Okay. Is this gonna? Is this whole story about to be some comment on drink driving? What a ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> you, so, you, 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 your stories are always about the thing you have the biggest problem with. It's. I'm a very judgmental person. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So and anyway, he, Jack he hears Miles leaving. He, he he runs out of the bedroom. He's bollock naked. <laughs> Dragging his clothes, he jumps into the, manages to jump into the car before Miles drives away, and um, yeah, so Miles is speeding down the road, middle of the night, and Jack's like, you know, dude, you need to slow down. You're drunk. Slow down. Slow down. He's like drinking from the bottle, and he's like, no, no, no. And they get into a confrontation, and they're Wait, fighting over the steering wheel. Jack's naked, right? Yes. Okay, carry on. Yeah, yeah. Keep, Sorry, keep, just, just got to imagine. This you've got to keep that yeah. picture in your mind. Yes. Yeah. So they're both fighting, having a nude fight for the steering wheel. Although Miles is dressed. Um, <laughs> And so the fact resting of the steering wheel and swerving and swerving and ultimately they swerve off the road and mow down a pedestrian. Oh God. Yeah. It's the middle of the night. Someone's foolishly out, you know, night walking, mm-hmm. mow them down. Um, so obviously they come to this sober them up pretty quickly. They come to a halt and Miles is like freaking out because he's behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. Jack is really keen on them just driving away. He's like, let's just keep driving and let's just, you know, mm-hmm. pretend this never happened. Mm-hmm. But Miles is, he's like, no, no, we need to think, we need to see who this is. Maybe, this, maybe we can help them. So they get out of the car and they examine and it, the, the guy is in fact dead. As it turns out, it is the old landlord of the Hitching Post. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Miles is like, God damn, that's such a tragedy. That man really knew his wine. So then they left this corpse. Uh, what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. So Miles is obviously like, we need to call the police. We need to report this. Mm-hmm. And Jack's like, no way, man. No way. He refuses to, because he's like, no, he's, there's no way we're both, both going to prison over this. And he will not accept that. Has he got a successful acting career? He's got an acting career. He's still working. Okay. And he's kind of, he's, he is kind of a bit of a... 
yeah, he's very much an opportunist. You know, mm-hmm. he's like he's not he's not going to allow situations to fall out of his favor. So he's like, mm-hmm. no, no, I'm not going to prison. So instead, they drag the body into the woods and they bury it, mm-hmm. basically. And as they're burying the body, Jack says to Miles, "I know this probably isn't the best time to bring this up, but there is something I needed to tell you, and that's why I wanted to you know, bring you out here for this weekend." And uh, Miles says, "Okay, what?" And he says, uh, "He tells Miles that he has in fact written a book. This mm-hmm. is Jack has written a book mm-hmm. based on their road trip twelve years ago." And it's just been purchased by a major publisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like it's going to be very successful. And in fact, it's already been, they're already negotiating for the full rights. Right. For it to be turned into a major motion picture. Right, okay. So, huge success for Jack. Yeah. And Miles is horrified because it's his dream. Mm-hmm. And Jack's like taking his dream. He's like, what do you mean you've written a book? How could you write a book? And Jack's like, I have levels. I could write a book. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I could write a book? So, Miles doesn't take this very well. Is Jack still saying this while naked? Oh, yeah, he's still stocks. Yeah. I guess he could have pulled some pants Burying out. a body while naked. I think it's a comedic scene. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> he didn't think to take the trousers off that guy. Off the dead guy? He doesn't want to wear a dead man's trousers. So, no, a, so it, no trousers? No trousers, no. It's a nude burial. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Yeah, okay. The, so Miles does not take this burial. So they've, they've buried the corpse now. The, the corpse is six feet under. So mm-hmm. he, he waits till the, the body's buried and then he tells Miles this piece of information. Mm-hmm. Miles reacts very negatively. He has a, a very Miles-ish drop. He storms off back to the car, grabs a bottle of wine that's been sitting in the you know glove compartment. Mm-hmm. He's swigging it and he starts driving again. He drives off into the distance before Jack can catch him. Still swigging from wine. Still, mm-hmm. And unfortunately, he swerves another hard corner and runs down yes, another pedestrian. Oh my God. And then... <laughs> So Jack comes running around the corner. You know, he's not got that far. And he's All like, right. dude, you really need to stop drinking and driving. <laughs> Clearly. <you know. laughs> so then they bury the second corpse. <laughs> Wait, is this person anybody? Uh, let's say it's the kinky waitress. It oh, need to. no. I know. We liked her. but you know, there's, there's only so many characters in this in this film. So. What are they both doing walking out? Now? Sorry, I'll stop with these questions. It's a small, you carry on. It's, it's, it's a small <laughs> universe. You know, it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. So they so they bury the second body and they dump the car in a lake or something and then they reluctantly walk back to Stephanie's house mm-hmm. where they kind of like Miles kind of feigns remorse he, he says Myra he don't they don't tell the girls about what's just happened obviously but the Miles like I'm very sorry Maya you know, I got got drunk and angry and they basically both beg for forgiveness yeah and they're allowed to stay over um, and so the next day they're stuck they've got no car and they've got no al- they need some good alibis for the day in case you know people are asking when the bodies go missing etc yeah. So they are forced to spend the day with uh, Stephanie and Maya, basically. Mm-hmm. So they do. And so Stephanie is actually spending the day with her family this day before they go off on the rest of... Her and Maya continue their trip. Because mm-hmm. you remember she had a daughter and a mum mm-hmm. and stuff. Oh, so yeah, once yeah. again, they, they go for like a family meal in a restaurant. And she actually now has a young son who is an obnoxious brat. And he's constantly like stealing and bullying other kids. And he's also bullying Miles because he identifies Miles as kind of an easy bullying target. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's just a nightmare little brat, basically. And so they go to this restaurant and they're all sat together. There's, the restaurant is, it's Miles and Jack, Stephanie and Maya and this horrible kid. Mm-hmm. So it's just the five of them. And the son immediately demands kind of money from Jack to go and play arcade games in the restaurant, mm-hmm. which Jack reluctantly hands over in order to get rid of him. So as soon as the, the kid runs off, uh, Jack says to Stephanie, God, Stephanie, that kid of yours is a nightmare. And she's like, well, yeah, that's what happens when you grow up with a strong father figure in your life. And he's like, what, what do you mean? She's like, yep. All those years ago, when you were saying you loved me, you knocked yeah. me up. And he's your problem now. Bye. <laughs> and, <laughs> what? And then him and Stephanie, she's like, I'm going to be back in like three months. And she, I'm going on my road trip with Maya. He's your problem. So Stephanie and Maya up and leave immediately, <laughs> leaving Jack and uh, Miles with this kid. 
basically. That uh, is, as it turns out, Jack's biological son that he never knew about. Wow. Yeah. Good twist, eh? Is uh, is Jack wearing trousers? Yes, at some point now. He's <laughs> <laughs> over the, like, like when he went home last night, he picked up his clothes. Yeah. He's not like still just nude. Like. You just wanted to check. <laughs> <laughs> So after this point, I feel like we might get some kind of hilarious, like, father-son comedy, maybe some kind of montage, you know, of, mm-hmm. you know having all kinds mm-hmm. of misadventures where Jack and Miles are forced to try and connect with this terrible child. And anyway, so that they do, they, they t- have to take the child on the road trip. And then one night... Uh, so, sorry, about how old is this child now? I guess he'd be about 12. Okay. Because that's the age, that was the, oh, time, yeah, of course, the yeah. time that's passed. Uh, so anyway, the road trip kind of comes to an end, and one night the kid's in bed or something. He's mm-hmm. not... The, he's not presence mm-hmm. and jack and miles are a little bit drunk and they're sat underneath the stars together mm-hmm. and um, miles says to jack what is it with me and you jack you know we it seems like all we do is cause trouble for each other yet all, after all these years you're still my closest friend and mm-hmm. i don't know why i can't just quit you and uh, <laughs> and jack he, he turns to miles and he looks deep into his eyes and he says uh, miles i need to tell you something all these years all the womanizing and arguing and the aggressive masculinity it's all been a front the truth is, the reason we're still friends is that I'm madly, madly in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> and Jack Miles looks straight back at Jack. He says, Jack, I feel exactly the same way. Yeah, and then they kiss. And um, then the film ends, you know, over the, this, and with a lovely montage. We see the two of them kind of working together to kind of raise Jack and Stephanie's son. And then Jack becomes a celebrated author with his book about the original film. Mm-hmm. Miles opens his own winery. And we have some scenes of Myra and Stephanie on their own crazy series of misadventures on the road. Yeah. And it's just, it's, just, it's just lovely. It's a lovely happy ending. Until the post credit scene. <laughs> <laughs> in, okay. which, in which the police discover two corpses in the middle of the woods and ah. uh, Jack and Miles ultimately go to jail for murder. And that's the end of the film. Well, <laughs> right, okay, strong. Yeah. Oh, that was, uh, that was nice for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's nice moments, isn't it? <laughs> Light and shade, as always. Yeah. Yeah. No? Yeah. Any questions? Uh, no, not, not a lot. Not any, not, not any questions. I, I like the year you put them together at the end. Did you not? I, I felt like... I felt it a little bit. Yeah, there, there was some. There was definitely... I mean, I'm not saying that straight male friends can't be tapped out, which in, in many ways I wish... I mean, I want to point out I did kind of hint at it in my story as well. Yeah, I, I thought that's. I thought you were going to go there. And I was like, oh, is he going to do the same thing? Nah, I was, I was just being subtle. Uh, okay, yeah. No, no, I did pick up on it. I did, mm. I did spot that. I was like, oh, yeah. But then also, like, no, that's my idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's my idea. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I didn't want to, like, push you in that direction because then it would be... Yeah, yeah, of course. But, yeah, no, I did feel like, yeah, there they they was, especially from Jack's perspective, there was times when Jack was very, very, like, touchy-feel. Just little things, like... Um, well, obviously, the scene when he thinks Miles has gotten laid by Mary, and then he kind of literally like grabs him on the bed and like, oh yeah, that was weird, spoons right? him. Yeah, yeah. And there's also a scene where he was, he's like pressing his face against him, just say, "Tell me all about it." Yeah, and then there's a scene where he is carrying something, and he gets Jack to take the keys out of his back pocket, which yeah. again is you know, I don't think straight guys should or any kind of male friendship. Should yeah, be but I think the back pocket is more heterosexual, more heterosexual than the front pocket. Do you reckon? Front pocket's where the drunk is. Oh, okay. I see. You'd be more uncomfortable then. Okay, it's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, yeah. Um, you won't catch me in your front pocket anytime soon. <laughs> but back pocket anytime. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I ask for. <laughs> nah. You won't write into that one. Yeah, no, so I just felt like there was definitely a homoerotic undertone between the two characters, and I thought that'd be mm-hmm. yeah. worth exploring. So. Yeah, I got that too. Yeah. But yeah, so that's... And, and I also felt like, yeah, Stephanie deserves some kind of revenge for the way... Jack treated her, and yeah. <laughs> here's a son. Yeah, That's fuck good. you. <laughs> Every man's worth nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's sideways to road rage. Oh, that was really good. Oh, good. 
Yeah, I think we both come up with a really good idea. I think this was a good one. Yeah. We should definitely record drunk more often. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know. Right drunk more often, yes, maybe. Yes. Well, about about that point where you social media stuff? Yes, so we have some fan suggestions for this week's episode. Yeah. Quite a few, actually. So, this was a popular one. So, here are some ideas that some of our listeners on Facebook and Twitter have for their ideas for sequels to Sideways. So, thank you all for this. So, first of all, TV in space, at TV in space. So their their idea is that on a road trip round Coke factories, as in Coca Cola, uh, oh, they sorry. yeah I know I thought cocaine too, but no. Uh, they found one. They found out that one of them is a secret Pepsi lover, and uh, scandal ensues until they both get pissed and forget about it. So I kind of take issue with the fact that either of them would drink Coke or Pepsi. I don't think Miles would drink a soft drink, but, but so, I, I I get what they're going for there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Quotal recall. At Quotal, <laughs> und- Quotal underscore Recall. Sorry, that's just such a good name. Yeah, I've listened to their podcast, actually. They do, their podcast is, they take classic films. It's like, guess the next line. Mm-hmm. So like, they'll say a line from a film and then they have to, each have to, they play a game and they have to guess oh, what the follow-up line is. That's such a good idea. Yeah, it's a good podcast. What's the podcast called again? Quotal Recall. Quotal underscore Recall. That's I'm, good. List- I'm subscribing to that. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, so in that one, in, their idea is that Miles is getting married, uh, much like your one, and he's freaking out on his stag weekend, and Jack has to be the one to ground him. And mm-hmm. he's also he's quit white, and now he's into cocaine. Actual cocaine, not Coca-Cola. Yeah. So yeah. Drugs were a very popular running theme in this, I've noticed. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were like, they should have moved on to hard drugs now. Mm-hmm. Captain Hygiene, who did our amazing Deja Vu fan art. And we're waiting for more. Uh, yeah, yeah, come on. Give us some more. Come on, come on Captain. You can't rest on your laurels forever. More yeah. fan art, please, Captain Hygiene. That's at CPT underscore hygiene. His idea, I like this. It's called Sideways 2 Upside Down, and it's a Sideways Stranger Things crossover. Oh, man. In which... Oh, I should have done that. Yeah. In I which, was going to do Sideways Inside Out, but you already, you already did that. Oh, yeah, okay. In which uh, Miles and Co's, their reunion trip is upset as a terrifying parallel dimension displaces Santa Barbara. So. <laughs> and that made me wonder, is there Malo in the Upside Down? Is it all Malo? Is that the only one you can get in the Upside Down? Ooh. Is there Pino oh. in the Upside Down? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Did you know that in, due to the success of this film, when this film first came out, it's probably balanced out now, but when this film came out, sales of Pinot Noir, or Pinot Grigio, or Pinot mm-hmm. in general, like, skyrocketed. Really? Sales of Merlot plummeted. This wow. film, like, killed Merlot for a while. Wow. Yeah. Bit just because of one throwaway line, like, I'm not drinking fucking Merlot. Yeah. That, like, people just were like, oh, Merlot's be a terrible wine. Like, yeah. so. The power wow. of film. Poor Merlot. So, yeah. yeah, so that's... Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't drink wine. Uh, often. So, uh, then there's Blokebusters, who we have spoken to before. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. At Blokebusters. Mm-hmm. So their idea is that Miles is now running an Alcoholics Anonymous group and Jack is trying to get away from his wife and hijinks ensue. So I guess, you know, it's a straightforward kind yeah, of Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. And finally, uh, a guy called Johnny Siddle, who we know, mm-hmm. who um, on, was on Facebook, and his idea is that in this sequel, why no longer holds their interest and instead they go on a road trip of California's main weed plantations. <laughs> and uh, it contains a cameo by Cheech Marin. Do you know who Cheech Marin is? I do not. He was in. He was one half of Cheech and Chong, who were a famous like stoner comedy duo from like the seventies or something. Okay, sure. He's like the kind of my dad would watch Cheech and Chong films. I've never actually seen one, but yeah. Uh, uh, I wasn't alive in the seventies. Neither was I. Neither was I. Eighty six, bitch. Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> it's a. It's on my birth certificates. I'm not forty. Touchy. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, I like the idea. I like the idea that each there's multiple sequels. Each one they progress to a harder drug. So like, sadly, we have the heroin years. It's yeah, a very yeah. dark film. <laughs> but yeah, so that, thank you for all of those. Do keep them coming. Yeah. If you have any sequel ideas for, or prequels or spin-offs or anything mm-hmm. for Sideways or Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind or any film we've done in the past or anything mm-hmm. we may do in the future or film you'd like us to do, give us some recommendations. You can get in touch with us. We are Beyond the Box Set. Um, so look up Beyond the Box Set on tw- at Beyond the Box Set on Twitter, Beyond the Box Set on Facebook. Our website is beyondtheboxset.com. 
and uh, yeah beyondthebox at gmail.com yeah. let us know we would love to hear from you and please do if you've enjoyed this podcast please subscribe on iTunes or whatever platform you choose to listen on uh, if you can give us a review that really helps our visibility so thank you for that and yeah that's, yeah. uh, that, that's all the marketing for this week so Harry right. it's your, I think it's your film so. yeah so next week it's my choice mm-hmm. um, and well I did have uh, a few ideas in mind which I was trying to narrow down um, and I actually changed my mind completely midway through this recording uh, I am next week I am now choosing Chitty Chitty Bang Bang oh god <laughs> <laughs> does that not have like some terrible like straight to DVD sequel Nah, it's got like musicals, isn't it? Okay. Is this our first kids' film? Well, we did Inside Out, but not. We nah, did Inception, man. and I brought Inside Out yeah, in and ruined yeah, yeah. it. Super Mario Brothers would say. I don't think that's a kid's film, really. Yeah, that was a kid's film, definitely. Kind of, okay. What's yeah. adult about that film? Uh, I guess it, we have no interest to any it's child. Not like like. Rod Rabbit, which is. a kid's film, actually. Yeah, I guess Rod that. I guess, no, that's true. I saw the films. I saw both films as a kid. Okay, it's not our first kid's film. It's our first successful kid. No, actually, Roger Rabbit was a success. <laughs> It's not our first kids' film. It's not our first kids' film. Well, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang next week. Okay. Um, if any of you have any ideas for what Chitty Chitty Bang Bang sequels could be, or, or prequels, or spin-offs, spin-offs or yeah. anything, anything Chitty Chitty related, yeah. Um, then yeah, please, uh, as John's already said, get us on social media and give us your ideas. Yeah. We'd love to hear them. This should be interesting, and we will read them out next week. Yeah. I look forward to reviewing another beloved childhood movie for you. <laughs> Well, for once, it's my choice. I'm a child of movies. Yeah, so you've brought it on yourself. Yes, yes, I did. Uh, Great. Well, uh, see you all next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.